Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. As always, make sure you check out my new website. If you're interested in stepping your game up and you want to see what we have to offer and how we can help, schedule a free strategy call with us. Both of those links will be in the description. Shout out to Distinguished Agent, Limitless, all my coaching members, Team BC Nationwide, and everybody else who supports BC and Team BC. Right? Appreciate you guys. So let's get into it. Four things I want to cover today for you guys that are, as usual, off the top of the dome. But lately, I've been seeing this in people, and it inspired me to create the episode discussing these things specifically. Okay, number one is this, and I'm going to break this one down into two or three separate ways and explain, all right? Stop concerning yourself with things that do not have an answer. I'm going to repeat this again. Stop concerning yourself with things that do not have an answer or that you can't find the answer for. I'm going to split this up into two ways. One, philosophically. Two, every day, okay? Philosophically. Why are we here on earth and all this other stuff, right? That Believe me, that shit is intriguing, amazing. However, because, because I understand the mind and my experience and what I've seen, it's one of those things that can lead people to insanity. You are not going to find the answer to the question. Now, if you choose to dedicate your life solely to that and your whole existence is designed around that and you don't care about anything else, more power to you. You have my support. But that's something that you chose. The majority of people are distracted by it. They act like, oh my God, I can't do anything in life because everything is fake, right? This is why I tell people to approach real spirituality with caution. And I only really give that information on a deeper level to like my closest students because I know they're ready for it and they're mature because I could potentially do damage to people. That's why a lot of this stuff floating around on the internet, a lot of it's trash but it causes people to just fucking lose it. And I've seen it happen firsthand. And I've told the, told those people specifically, dude, don't waste your time with that. Avoid it. And what do they do? They go right into it. And now they're nowhere to be found and literally almost insane. Okay. Remember when you present yourself, your own mind, something that it can't figure out, it will drive you crazy. If you didn't know that, right? Try to talk to somebody who maybe they just broke up with somebody, right? Ended a relationship and they don't know why. Follow that person. If they don't let that go, they will literally drive themselves insane for the rest of their lives trying to figure out why that one person left them five years ago. Dude, you're not going to find the answer if they don't answer it, right? I know it can seem easier said than done, but let's pause that side real quick and let's go to the, the practical side, right? That was the philosophical side. We'll go to the practical side now, all right? You can't find the answer? Cool. You'll figure it out. Oh my God, uh, what scripts do I use, right? That would be an example. I don't know. You don't spend weeks trying to find the script. You get your ass out there and talk to people. And while you're still taking action, you can ask people. And as you do what you're supposed to do, you figure it out, right? Or you go to the right person. <clears throat> That's it. You don't sit there and, oh, I can't do anything until I get the answer to this question. Ain't wrong. That's the quickest way to failure. You'll find it as you take action and do what you're supposed to do, okay? Now, I wanted to cover this first because as simple as that sounds, this is a lot more layered than people think, especially the philosophical side of it. People are drawn to that type of content. And, you know, I get it. It's free. It's YouTube. It's like a public library. You can look at whatever you want. But if you're somebody who follows me, most of you, although you may have some interest in that stuff, the majority of your interest is, you know, personal development, making money, financial freedom, education, being smart, becoming a better communicator, better salesperson, et cetera, et cetera. That stuff has nothing to do with that. 
leave that for later. Or at the very least, hey, I'm going to look at that stuff maybe 30 minutes or one hour a week when I'm not focused on this. Because that then takes up all your time and focus. If you're constantly focused on the questions that you can't answer, what are you doing? You're focusing on just that. That becomes your reality. That becomes all that you obsess about, all your energy, time, and effort goes into that. What is that going to accomplish for you? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Stop. Same thing on the practical side. Get your ass to work. Get in action. Get in movement. And the other answers will come eventually if you can't figure out now. Uh, figure it out now. What do people do? They pause. Can't do anything. Got to find the answer. Really? Really? Come on, dude. Give me a break. Now, I can open and unpack that a lot more. I'm not going to on this podcast for time constraints, right? But that's number one. Number two is this, and this is extremely important. Sorry, my cats are playing in the background. A little distracted. Number two, seek a genuine competitive advantage in whatever you do, right? Many of you who follow me are business people and entrepreneurs. How are you going to have a competitive advantage over the next guy? Great question, huh? Now, assuming that you would need a unique value proposition or you would need something that either very few people in the marketplace have, something that completely separates you from everybody else, and you can't say the cliche stuff. Oh, I'm going to work harder and all that stuff. That's like saying that shit at a job interview. Everybody says that. That doesn't make you special. Why am I bringing this up? For many reasons. One is this. I see this a lot, especially in my industry in real estate. People truly believe in their heart of hearts that they could literally play around in the same swimming pool as everybody else. Oh, I'm just going to look up content for free from so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And they think that's going to give them a competitive advantage. How? If you're looking at the same thing that everybody else is and learning the same stuff. Now, that's good to do to a degree. But if you want a competitive advantage, what are you going to do beyond that? Because just hard work is not going to cut it, cut it out. And I'm, I'm trying to dismantle that philosophy for people. It's not everybody, but some people have that stuck in their mind. You have to really take a look at this objectively. Remove emotions. Use 100% logic and reason. Why do you think I went running to the best in all these categories that I've been preaching about for years? Spent my time, spent my money, effort, dedication, being close to them, staying in proximity, following them, listening, studying, applying, taking notes, getting out there and working, you know, and applying these things and going back to them. Hey, I have questions. No time to waste, man. But that was my competitive advantage. I looked where other people didn't look and I was willing to do things that other people weren't willing to do. So what's going to be your competitive advantage? If I go out on the marketplace and I'm your competition and I know something that you don't, I have something that you don't have, I'm going to kick your ass. Especially if you wrap all that up in fantastic communication skills, which is something I teach. What are you going to do? All right? And, and that's a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. So again, what are you going to do for a competitive advantage? Because again, you can't be looking at the same stuff and, and, and thinking you can offer the same stuff as everybody else. Now, that's not to take away from all the other stuff I've ever talked about doing the basics. All that stuff still applies. But again, if you want to separate yourself, start to make more money, make it easier for the customer to select you, well, all these competitive advantages and whatever you do is going to have to come to light. But what is it going to be? Maybe you created a product that's so fantastic, so much better than everybody else's. Well, you're the obvious choice and you can charge more. Cool. Did you do that? Fantastic. That's your competitive advantage. But for most of you who follow me, entrepreneurs, you know, real estate agents, salespeople, 
right? You're not creating a product, you're selling, right? You're selling a service, most of you. Some of you are product, but most of you are service. Well, there's a million people that sell that same service. Why would I pick you and why would I pay you more if you're gonna charge more? Because the people who I work with, my team and the people that I teach and my students, they charge more and they get paid. What are you gonna do? Right? I'm sure you've lost to somebody who's charged the same or more than you and you're sitting there wondering, how come I lost? It's happened to me too early in my career. That person had a competitive advantage over you somehow, some way. It's up to you to figure that out. It's up to you 100% to figure that out. And then whatever that is, blood, sweat, tears, money, pay the price. And do what it is that you have to do to create that competitive advantage for yourself. You see? And I'm, I'm mentioning this today because that has to be top priority to you. There has to be something obvious about you that if somebody, again, for realtors listening to me, they meet 10 realtors, you just stand out for whatever reason where they're like, I, you know who, who stood out the most to me? Brian. Fuck, man, that shirt that he was wearing was awesome. Or man, his presentation was so fucking sharp. Or man, his conversation was so smooth. Whatever it is, something, preferably more than one, things have to stand out for you to have that competitive advantage. If you're going to hang your hat on something, make it that. Make yourself undeniable, especially from a value standpoint. The value that I offer, it stands out a cut above the rest. You're going to have to do that if you want long-term success. Not I'm making it. No. Success, lots of money, financial freedom, all the stuff that you guys want. That's what you're going to have to focus on. Okay? Number three, keep your attitude in check. I'm not saying be, again, I didn't make up this term. I've seen it. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to say it, right? Toxic positivity stupid. It's not about being positive. That's an idiotic term. Whoever coined it, I don't say it. I don't acknowledge it as a real word. It's stupid. Same thing with all this other stuff floating around in, in uh, society. Because you guys say it back to those people and acknowledge those words and you don't deny them is why they're in existence. Okay. You need to start pushing back because some of these words out there like that are idiotic and they're not real words. You make them real by answering people and using them back. Right? So stop, please. But check your attitude. I know it's it's hard sometimes and difficult and challenging to not approach life because maybe your circumstances aren't going so well right now. So you walking out with a huge smile on your face isn't the easiest thing. I understand. I've been there many times. However, keep it in check. Don't go out and blow up on people or be rude or give people dirty looks. At least be level-headed. At least be neutral as possible, right? And work on that. So no matter what's going on, it could be the most absolute shit that you're ever that you've ever experienced but if somebody looks at you have a conversation with you they're like oh things seem to be going well for brian it's not that you're covering it up it's you're keeping your attitude in check just because you're talking on the phone with somebody customer service right don't give them attitude why that's an example of not keeping your attitude in check you're, you're, you're sitting at the light a little bit too long when you're driving. The line at the store is a little bit too long. Why are you having these outbursts or like, oh my God, this is like, check your attitude, man. Because that stuff shows up in other places. If you, if you don't have the ability to keep that in check, it's going to show up in other important parts of your life. And there's going to be very many moments where you slip. And that's not good. That's a horrible look for you. It shows you don't have basic discipline over your own attitude, which is like the most fundamental thing. I wouldn't trust somebody that doesn't have a check on their own attitude for anything at a friendship level or a business level, because something's so rudimentary and basic, you don't have a basic understanding and mastery of if you can't master and control yourself, 
how can you control the sale or anything else? Doesn't make any sense at all. Okay. So whatever you got to do, do it. There's a ton of exercises. Be mindful of it. Bring awareness to it. That would be my number one recommendation to you. Be aware of your attitude throughout the day. Check it. Have little check-ins with yourself to make sure your attitude is in check. This is why I think I've been approached by so many people the last couple of years, openly in public, at the gym, and places where typically people aren't approached, is they can see my aura. I'm relaxed. Okay? And by most accounts, I don't look very approachable, right? More of an extreme way of dressing, long hair, covered in fucking tattoos. I'm not the most like square, clean cut looking dude that you're like, oh yeah, he seems approachable. Yet I do get approached a lot, but I approach people too all the time. But my attitude is always in check. Even if I'm having a shitty day, no one's going to know about it and no one's going to sense it or feel it. They're not going to sense it behind my voice or through my actions and body language. Not at all. That's something that's 100% under your control. Keep it in check, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it in check. Be mindful of it, be aware of it, and make it a daily practice. A couple weeks from now, you'll be a different person guaranteed, okay? Number four, prioritize your state of mind and your health. Some of you have no idea. When I describe I feel amazing, you have no idea what that means. Because your I feel the best, for me, would probably be like not feeling so good. Simple things like me, I don't know what a nap is. Unless I'm sick, which is once every decade, I don't take naps. I don't need it. I don't need energy when I wake up. I don't need 10 minutes to wake up when I wake up. When I'm up, within seconds, I'm good. I'm wide awake and aware immediately. Immediately. Right? I don't wake up and have to blow my nose and have eye boogers. Right? I have no aches and pains. And by the way, I'm somebody who was an ex-athlete, 36 years old, has had a ton of injuries and has had many surgeries. And I don't have aches and pains. I don't have extra inflammation. I'm not retaining water. You don't see any redness in my eyes, right? My teeth are still pearly white. Like, I'm good. That baseline is, I don't need to pick me up in the middle of the day. Energy, I don't drink energy drinks. I don't drink caffeine. But health to me is an absolute priority. I don't have cravings for that stuff anymore. Now, did I in the past? Sure. This has been a process I've taken myself through. But it, it didn't happen until I made it a priority. And it has helped me in every area of my life. When you're struggling for energy... I'm just kicking it into second gear. When your emotions are working against you because of the lifestyle you live and the foods that you consume and things that you drink, I'm not dealing with it because I'm not consuming those chemicals. How about your state of mind? That affects your state of mind, but your state of mind, right? A lot of people tell me, man, I need time for myself. You should be doing that every day. Your morning ritual before you go to sleep, your midday you know, hour that you have for lunch or whatever it is. You should have two or three times a day where it's a state of mind building and checking moment and routine. Your meditation, your reading, that should be time for yourself. Not scrolling through your phone, wasting time watching Netflix. That's not time for yourself. Doing nothing in quotes. That's not time for yourself. Nobody wants to do that. I don't know where that came from. Oh, I just want to be somewhere on the beach sipping margaritas. I don't, I don't know about any of you. I've never met anybody who wants to do that all the time. I, I have zero desire to do that. Doing nothing to me sucks. Unless I specifically say in my schedule, hey, I'm exhausted. 30 minutes tonight, I'm just going to lay there. Okay, then I'll probably turn it into a meditation or something. I want to read. I want to go for a walk. I want to be in nature. I want to spend time with my cats, right? I want to do stuff like that. that, that that's what I want to do. 
when you're a human being who is optimistic, happy, fulfilled, you want to be in movement and do your thing. You don't want to stagnate and do nothing. That means something's off in you and your system as a human being. I can't wait to get out there and talk to customers and train my team and do the things that I do every day. I'm excited for that shit. I don't need to motivate myself and fire myself up for it. it sounds miserable, right? But that's the evolution, y'all. But I always focus on checking my state of mind and prioritizing it and also my health. You know what happens with state of mind and health? You don't do anything with it like everything else in your life. You wait until your back is against the corner and you've had that last straw or you're in a position where you're about to like crash or have nothing and then you deal with it. Why? Why do you wait until you've had a heart attack to then come to me for health advice? I straight up tell people, don't wait until your, your ass is, is desperate to, to call for me because I'm not going to come. I've been offering it to you. You've had opportunities many times. And now all of a sudden, I need to drop everything and cater to you because you had a scare that I've been warning you about for years. Sorry, not going to help you. You did that to yourself. I'm not a bad person for doing that. The person who put themselves in that position is a bad person. And they're trying to emotionally manipulate me. You see where I'm going with this? Do you see where I'm going with this? Or let somebody get so bad in their state of mind that they fall into depression or this and that. Again, I understand. I've been there. Health scares, depressed, right? If you follow me on YouTube for a long time, I've already talked about this stuff. But in every instance, I allowed myself to get there. It was my own fault. And it was my responsibility to get myself out of it. So now when those become a priority, what's next? What are you going to do? Who are you going to consult with? Who's going to teach you? Who's going to help you and guide you through a lot of these things to correct your mind, to give you the right beliefs and philosophies, to give you the right techniques, to show you how it's done, to demonstrate it to you every single day? Who? Who? Because the majority of people are suffering and the people that they study and look at and watch every day on TV or YouTube or whatever isn't helping them because things are getting worse. So what are you going to do? That's why all even the tried and true advice, your environment, the people that you spend time with, people that you learn from, the people that you get close to, all that stuff is, is more relevant now than ever. But what are you doing? You can't just be lackadaisical with it. You have to take this shit serious, man. This is why I'm so intense sometimes when I come on these episodes. Like, you really need to kick this shit into gear, man, and take it to the next level. I've talked to like two people in the last 24 hours. Oh, man, you know, I want to sign up for, you know, Distinguished Agent. Send them the link. They don't sign up. Now, I know before I send it to them, they're not going to sign up. I just send it to them just in case. I said, dude, you would have already signed up. And everything else you've been asking me and everything else you've been doing, you've demonstrated that you walk away or you don't take the necessary action, whether it's this or anything else. So, of course, what you do in other areas of your life, you've heard it and you know it. How you do anything is how you do everything. What is suddenly going to change here? And I, or I tell them, why are you waiting until you have no money or your back is against the wall? How many times? Have I and other people told you, start now. What the fuck are you waiting for? There has to be a sense of urgency and a fire under your ass with these things. Not from a desperation standpoint, but damn, I got to get my shit together and step up. The status quo, the average level of standard of human being and their existence and what they do and what they aspire for is absolutely pathetic. I don't compare myself to average people. I want to keep raising that bar higher and higher and higher and higher. And you need to do the same and no one else is going to do it for you. Okay. Schedule your strategy call guys. Check out the new website. Shout out to everybody. Distinguished agent, limitless team BC. I salute you.
See you on the next one. Peace.